Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. How are we today? I am so excited to be back here with you for the second Monday in a row. And in today's episode, this is my part two of my foundation series. It's a three-part series. The first part one foundations episode was surrounding psychic development, psychic perception, and everything in between. And I'm so excited to introduce today's episode, which is focused on one of my favorite topics. Although, like I always say, I say that every time of mediumship development and the path of the mediumship journey. And I was going to have this conversation by myself initially. I was going to share with you about my experiences and my personal development journey and how I got to where I am as a medium. But I thought it would be so much more fun if I brought on an amazing human being, one of my mentorship students, my previous mentorship students, McKenna Sherwood. So I brought her into this conversation and we had an incredible chat around all things development, how she personally was called to the development path, how she knew that developing mediumship was, it was the right time for her to develop and so much more. And I really wanted to share her perspective because she has such a grounded, practical, very, very balanced way of describing her experiences and her journey And I thought it's just so, or the way she speaks about her path, it's so relatable for people who are maybe in her position or were in her position where they knew that they were being called to something bigger. They knew that they were being called to develop their abilities. And she kind of describes how she got there and what kind of tools she utilized, what kind of help she found, what was really helpful for her around the way, along the way, and everything else. So I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest and to this part two foundations episode, we talk about our mentorship together, McKenna. I was lucky enough to to be a, a teacher and a guide for McKenna for a period of time and watching her go off in the world now and really live her gifts and her abilities and share them with the world in such an amazing way is such an honor to watch. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with McKenna. You can find her information in the show notes. She is an amazing medium. And so my schedule is often very booked. So go see if you can bombard McKenna and get a reading from her, whether mediumship or she does amazing psychic mediumship blend readings. And I will link all of her information in the show notes and you can find out more about McKenna's work. All right, let's get to today's show. McKenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I can't wait to have this conversation with you. I feel like we've had this conversation many times over off recording. So it's nice to be able to document this. And, and totally. Talk. I know. I was like, I, 
I shouldn't be nervous because I feel like we just have the same conversation over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just like now we're recording and people are paying attention to what we're saying. No big deal. No pressure. Um, so, so this is part two. This episode is going to be part two of a foundational series that I'm doing on mediumship. The first part of the foundational series that I did was on psychic development and that sort of side of things. And so this is where we get to chat about the mediumship side, mediumship, mediumship development, the mediumship development journey and path, which you have freshly just emerged from, which is so exciting. And so I thought what better way to talk about this subject than to have somebody who has just been through it and is freshly navigating through it in, in, in your own way, in your own world. and. So yeah, I'm just curious to hear from your perspective. You, I already know most of the story, but so everybody can hear the story. Your how you got here, your your process of development, how you knew that this path was something that you needed to go on, how you came to it, how you found me and my work. I want to hear all of it. So I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, I actually was reflecting on this and I, I thought about when I first called you and I was like, what a panicked state I was in. I was like, I need help. Can someone help me? <laughs> so it was just very funny. But yeah, no, it kind of, I mean, the conversation in mediumship and I feel like psychic, the psychic world and spiritual world is always like, when did these, um, when did you start noticing these behaviors? When did that start for you? And I feel like everyone has a different story. Like I was an extremely psychic child, like all these things. And I guess I didn't feel like that was my journey, except now that I look back on it, I realize I never really was surprised. I always knew what Christmas gifts that I was getting. So kind of things that I just chalked up to being an extremely rational person. Um, and then kind of fast forward through childhood when I was 18 or 19, my freshman year in college, my grandma passed away. I was very close to her and it, it really was the first kind of death that I experienced. And because of that, well, after that, actually, she started coming to me in my dreams and telling me things that would happen and then they would happen. And to be honest, I didn't really even, you know, think that it was anything that crazy. I was like, oh, this is normal. This happens to everyone. But then it started happening where I like, she wouldn't come into my dreams and I know when people were pregnant or I know certain things would happen or I just get feelings about things. And I really ignored them from quite some time, especially throughout my college experience. And after college, I actually don't know if you know this, Emily, but I went on um, right after I graduated, I hiked across Spain. And so I walked yeah, the Camino de Santiago, which was an amazing experience. And I feel like it was kind of this like transition period where I walked away from an old version of myself and I was walking towards a new version of myself. And after that, I, you know, I vowed that I would take some of the lessons that I learned on this six weeks journey. And then I just kind of got caught up in having a quote, normal job. And so after college, I started this job and it was very busy. I was working, you know, 40 plus hours a week. I was, you know, away from my family quite a bit. And I really resisted kind of leaving that job because I thought that it was what I was supposed to be doing and that that meant I was successful if I was stressed and if I was making okay money. And if I had kind of this illusion of being having my life quote put together and it's really ironic. And obviously there are no coincidences, as you know, <laughs> that during this time as well, all of these other things started kind of ramping up. Um, and I, and I truly think that it was 
you know, a catalyst because I was so uncomfortable and spirit had to make me uncomfortable so that I would make a change. And so I'm very thankful for that experience now, but it did hold a lot of pain and suffering kind of in the moment that now um, I recognize its value. Yeah. So I kind of, during that process, things started ramping up to a, a place where I didn't feel like I could manage some of these things on my own. I was um, spirit was kind of popping in when I was in public places and making me feel things in my physical body. And, and that to me was really like overwhelming. Um, not necessarily in a bad way. I just couldn't like understand how I was supposed to navigate that on my own. And I, in that kind of time frame as well, since I did feel very lost, I ended up getting readings of my own. And that was also a huge shift where like I got multiple readings from multiple different people and they all kind of told me the same thing, which is that I was going to be doing this work. And I really was like, no, like, it's funny. Cause I like verbally said no, but in my body, it felt so right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and exactly what um, I needed to hear. But to me, like in my head, I was like, how do I get from this place where I felt so miserable to you know, what they said and how good my body felt when I heard what they, what they told me and what they channeled for me. And so that's kind of during that process and that muddle of time, which like, I forget all the little things that happened, but it was quite a bit. Um, I found Emily and I found Emily through your friend Stephanie's podcast. And this is a fun story. So I'm just going to say it. But when I was listening to this podcast, I was like cleaning my apartment. I wasn't really paying attention. And I don't, think I'd had listened to any other episodes of her podcast, which is crazy. Um, and so I was cleaning my apartment and the lights started flickering, which had never happened before. And I was like, Oh, that's odd or whatever. And so I just like kept cleaning. Um, didn't really think twice about it. And then a couple minutes later it flickered again. And I was like, Hmm, I think I need to be listening to this. So I literally sat down on the couch and like devoted my full attention to listening to this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And the lights didn't flicker again and they didn't like the rest of the time I lived in that apartment. So that's kind of funny. Um, And then, yeah, I think after that, that led me to call you and what I previously referenced was my panic state of, you know, someone help me. And um, yeah, yeah, I think intuitively, I just knew that you were a really safe um, place to land. So yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. That's right. Absolutely. No, that's, I mean, so much. And this is what's so interesting to me and why I really wanted to have you on. And and in the future, I'll have more people on who have similar, well, similar past, different experiences, because I think the, the, the path to, to get, you know, to this place, um, that, that you're in is so varied and, and, and is so everybody has such different experiences and such different things that, kind of lead them but there is a common kind of core theme in a lot of these experiences which I can kind of pick out just from listening to you and I've actually never heard that whole version which is so cool but I think what's so interesting is that there's this core theme uh, or a couple of core themes you know that I can even recognize in myself or my own experiences of you know sort of and and i think what's such an important point and i wanted to chat with you about this is that there is this belief for this misconception and a lot of people come to me with this sort of belief around okay well i didn't have necessarily or i can't remember experiences that i had in childhood and a lot of people in this field or in this work you know they will describe oh i had a bunch of experiences in childhood or i saw things when i was a child or i knew things when i was a child which 
can be true and that can be a part of your experience, but it doesn't have to be. You know, I mm-hmm. really believe that we all kind of wake up to spirit or wake up to our abilities or wake up to the development path at exactly the moment that we're supposed to. And as you said, and is this is reflected in my own experience as well, is that we can ignore it and we can kind of push it away and we can sort of do other things or busy ourselves with other things. But eventually it gets to the point where you can't ignore it anymore. There's no choice. You know, it starts to get uncomfortable. Like you said, spirit made you uncomfortable, which is the exact same as me. And I choose to, I chose to take that discomfort and I chose to cope with it in not very healthy ways, which I know is some people's experience as well. And so, you know, it's like we can only kind of hold spirit off for so long when they want us to do something, when they want us to awaken to our abilities or start using them or start developing them, start knowing how to work with them. We can only push it off for so long. And so if you're listening to this and you're hearing what McKenna is saying and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been there or I'm in that now or I know what that's like, you know. Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, it starts to, starts to kind of open to the idea of, oh, maybe there's actually something more to this. Anyways, so yeah. I think that's, that's such a, that's such a, and it's so funny, you know, um, I, I remember that first time you reached out and, and with the, with the lights flickering and just, it's, you know, that's how a spirit is. They're not, it, it's very intentional too. They're kind of like, hey, pay yeah. attention. This is important. Or we want you to go in this direction or you need uh-huh. to work with this person. And I think another thing that I wanted to point out around what you were saying as well is that it I think another thing as well is that we can really get to this place of of self-mastery and we could we can we can figure out a lot of it or or some of it on our own in some ways we can get to a certain point where it's like okay I know that this is happening for me I know that potentially this is something that I need to pay attention to but I really do believe that we get to a point where we need some form of teacher or guide or mentor to help kind of make sense of your experiences or learn how to regulate them. Like you said, I, I remember Set that. Set boundaries too. It, exactly. Yeah. And I remember that when, when you were like, oh my gosh, I'm walking into this place and I'm, you know, super uncomfortable because I'm feeling all these things about all these people. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not regulated. So it's very overwhelming. And that was Mm -hmm. really intense for you at that point. I remember that. Yeah. And something I was thinking about today too, is that I forgot that there was a stretch of a few months that I was actively seeking mentors Mm -hmm. and that they just weren't showing up in, in the ways that I needed. And I was, I was seeing people, but it all just felt kind of like some people felt icky to me or just kind of like salesy or, or and not kind of like the grounded true presence that I needed. And, and I was really frustrated during that time. And, and it felt like it went on forever of like, where do I find someone who can help me that I relate to um, that makes me feel safe. And so, but then it's, I mean, I think that's also just a testament to, you know, the, you know, the right timing and the right person, which was you and, and kind of trusting that that would unfold. The other thing I wanted to say too, is like, and you know, I'm very passionate about this is like the human integration with Mm. the lessons that spirit gives us and the guidance. And it's something I reflect on a lot when it comes to kind of childhood experiences. And you mentioned too, if, if people are listening to this, like sometimes our human experience, it's not safe to have some of these, you know, feelings come to light. And I think knowing that spirit recognizes that and that when it is safe, you know, those will start coming and coming to light and, and you, it doesn't mean that they weren't always there. It just is important to know kind of like in your personal journey and your growth journey and your soul journey, when 
it's important. Yeah. That comes in a very intentional time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's exactly to your point. The timing is so crucial and, and so intentional and there's no coincidence to the timing of when we start waking up to these things exactly because there's other things in our human experience that require our attention beforehand yeah. or during. So that's incredible. The, the other question I wanted to to ask you around just how, how you got to this is sort of as you're describing kind of, okay, I was being made to feel uncomfortable. I was going into these spaces and this is sort of what it was feeling like just for somebody who's listening and they're like, hmm, I wonder if that's also happening to me. Can you describe sort of what that felt like in your body or in your mind as you were walking into a space and kind of feeling the psychic energy in that space or talking to someone and feeling the spirit energy of their loved one who was there at the beginning? What did it feel like for you? Yeah, I think that, well, I mean, you know this too, but I feel things very um, strongly in like the crown of my head. So the tangles kind of there were the was the very first cue for me. And at first they would come, you know, like every few weeks. Now I feel them daily, but at the time they're coming every few weeks. And for me, that was very like, I was like, Oh my God, what is happening to my body? I don't know what's happening. Um, I remember when I would tell my friends before I even started development, I was like, okay, this is my path. I don't even know how this is going to look, what it's going to look like all these, like my friends who are so rational and scientific and they're like, Hmm, okay. (laughs) Um, but very accepting and loving. And I remember after I would tell people my body would, would feel those things or um, let's see what else happened when I'd walk into a space, I would just feel the overwhelming urge to speak to someone about their son or, you know, something that's going on in their life. And and to me, I was like, I wonder where these thoughts are coming from. Like what is happening when it's not even just one thought that pops in. It's like, like someone's knocking at your door and then they won't stop knocking. And it's just kind of a continued knocking when you have to recognize it and you have to acknowledge it and be like, okay, I hear you. Um, And then once I started acknowledging those thoughts, that's when I started feeling things more in my physical body. Um, And I started getting curious with asking questions of like, what's your name? And then I'd hear a name or, you know, how did you pass away? And I'd hear it. I feel it somewhere in my body or my throat would constrict. And and then, and then I'd say, okay, I'm scared. Please back off a little bit. And they back off and, and really respect those boundaries. But just kind of those things over and over again, a lot of things happened while I was sleeping just because I felt, you know, very connected. Then I would have these dreams where my, I could feel kind of my body, like, this is so strange to describe, but like pulsing and energy, like my, like you have goosebumps, but it's kind of in a, in a constant pulse or I'd have these dreams where I'm being you know, visualizing this being grounded to kind of prepare me for, you know, some things that were to come and they never were scary. I just could always feel that there was an extra layer going on. I always describe when I have more psychic dreams that there's kind of this like film in front of it that makes it kind of extra bright in a way. And it just feels a little bit different. And so now it's fun for me to recognize the difference between my sleeping dreams and my psychic dreams. But yeah, it was kind of a medley of all of those things pushed together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you brought up such an important point around boundaries and how you were kind of learning that something that I always work with at the beginning, because it's kind of like when we, and this is the same as how it was for me and how it is for a lot of people is when we kind of say, okay, exactly. Like you said, I'm getting curious about this, or I'm opening up to this, or I'm starting to kind of let some of those sensations in or start to have kind of a a relay with some of those sensations or some of those energies is that it can can really be it's kind of like spirit goes oh my god she's listening she's paying attention she's letting us in 
blah, 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 you know, and it can be very like kind of a, a water, not a waterfall, like a rushing of information or a rushing of sensations or a rushing of, of, uh, of, of those things happening all at once. And so that's why I also think it's so important just to kind of regulate some of those experiences at the beginning and kind of go, that's normal. This is normal. What you're experiencing here is normal. Also though, let's set some boundaries now so that you can still continue. and, And you and I are so big about this. You can still continue to have human experiences that are full of intimacy and depth that are not separate from your experiences with spirit, but you're able to integrate the two of them in a way that feels really grounded and balanced and like a medley, like you said. So totally. Absolutely. So another part that I wanted to ask you around that is for you, I think that this is such an interesting topic as well. And I talk about this so much in development is how for different mediums or for different people who are connecting to spirit or connecting to psychic information, how it feels different or it's it's manifesting differently. So through kind of the, these clairs or these psychic senses, which I talked about a little bit in my last episode, the last one, part one of the foundational series. So can you also just, when you specifically, if we're talking about connecting to spirit, connecting to a spirit person when you're giving a mediumship reading or connecting t- with someone mediumistically, what are your, how do you find that that comes through? Which psychic senses, but most predominantly does that come through for you now? Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I'm not familiar with the terminology and labeling yeah. of things, which is hilarious because people always want to know kind of the mechanics of things. So I'm like, well, I can explain how it feels. Yes. <laughs> so I will just do that. But yes. um, it's a difference of, you know, a lot of, of different things and depending on who I'm connecting to or what information is coming through. I feel a lot in my body. Um, So if there's kind of like a, you know, spirit is you know, something is really resonating. I almost always get chills and that's kind of my, okay, this is, we're on the right path. This is, you know, a good thing or, you know, an accurate thing. I feel, um, they can make me feel emotion. So, I mean, I guess I can highlight a few like grief or sadness or pride, those kind of overwhelming emotions that, that for just a second take over my body. And so I'm able to accurately convey kind of some of those feelings that came through, um, or that person was making me feel, um, I don't, and, and partially this is a boundary that I did set is that the, at the very beginning, I was like, I can do this work. I don't want to see you in person. Like, I don't want to see you in my physical space. Um, and so I don't, and I, I think that it, that is what works for me. However, I can often see if someone, um, chooses to describe themselves, this doesn't always happen. I can kind of see in my mind's eye, um, like almost like a movie screen picture of, of this person, whatever, even if it's scenery that they want to take me through, um, describing a home or describing kind of what they looked like personally, defining features. Um, I often can feel kind of like on different sides of my body and it's hard to describe because people are like, like, well, what do you see? I'm like, well, sometimes I just can kind of feel, or I just have like, as soon as someone asks a question, let's say, or, um, there's someone in spirit, I can kind of just feel, okay. Like, female, male, or yes or no with a question, or usually before it even leaves their mouth, I have an answer that's kind of guidance that's coming through. Um, And that's something that just kind of pops up in my head. People always ask like, well, is it other people's voices? (laughs) And um, I I hear everything in my own um, mind's voice. And so that was also a practice of that Emily helped me with of distinguishing kind of what was my my mind's thoughts and and what was spirit's guidance and and messages that were coming through. And so yeah, yeah, I think that's probably my primary, like my 
primary yes. way of receiving information is just kind of, I hear it very quickly. Um, I feel it very quickly. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes they all kind of come together to like try and paint this, you know, whole picture um, yeah. of like feeling, hearing and seeing. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. No, that was perfectly articulated. And I think that that's the thing you know, and I completely understand what you're saying because I experience this too. Sometimes it can be incredibly hard to articulate what it feels like or how to kind of pinpoint the different sensations or the different thoughts or the different kind of messages that are popping into your mind or, or that you're hearing in your mind. And so that's why I wanted to just give a reference point for anybody listening of kind of, this is what it's, how it's working for McKenna, or this is how it's working for me, but it may be completely and totally different for you. And, and that is the, the beauty of this development process that you get to actually discover, how is this working for me? How do I work with it? How does spirit like to work with me most predominantly and all those kinds of things. So amazing job articulating that I, I struggle with articulating it sometimes exactly it's hard you know it's like i'm seeing but i'm not seeing but i am mm -hmm. but i'm not <laughs> you know and people are like what uh, you know what, what, what are you talking about and i think it's one of those things that you start to understand more when you start to feel spirit getting closer to you or you feel them starting to merge with you and that takes practice and it takes development and it takes a such acute awareness of recognizing that is happening you know, an interesting story that I always thought was really neat is um, Teresa Caputo, who, you know, everybody knows who she is, I feel like. Um, the Long Island Medium is that she would always talk about how before she started realizing that she was a medium or developing her mediumship is that she was agoraphobic. She couldn't go out in public because she would get such intense and extreme anxiety before she did so that would make it impossible or she didn't want to interact with strangers or people at the grocery store or things like that because she would get such anxiety. And now further down her path, she realized that that anxiety was not actually anxiety. It was uh -huh. spirit trying to connect through her. So, you know, I think it takes, it, just like you described, it takes such awareness uh, at the beginning, but then once you get into it, it really becomes like a flow with spirit that you don't really even have. To, it's not mental. It's, it's just, you're kind of letting it happen. Yeah. And it's very organic. It's very natural when you get to that point. So you did a great job of describing. I actually have a really cool story about this. It's very quick, but this past weekend I went to um, the botanical gardens and I was walking around and um, sometimes I feel like I have this like light previously and not so much anymore, but how this block with connecting to my own loved ones that are, have crossed over. And, um, it was really interesting this past weekend when I was in this, in these botanical gardens, I guess all of a sudden got this overwhelming feeling that one of my loved ones was with me. And it was such like a moment where it was like, wow, my worlds have very much integrated where I just felt her almost like in my body. And I just, my eyes teared up, not in like a, this is a sad way, but it was just such a beautiful moment where I was like, I've gotten myself to a point where I can kind of seamlessly integrate these two things and, and they can pop in and out and say hello in, in, in places that, you know, I feel their spirit. And, and part of that was because she, like her gardens were very important to her. And so that was a really cool kind of moment where not only I got to feel that, but I also got to reflect back on like, this might not have always been you know, I wasn't always aware of this doesn't mean it wasn't happening. But yes, yeah, my awareness has changed around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's such a such a great point you just brought up, because for people who are listening, and maybe they're not necessarily interested in 
developing mediumship abilities or they feel that there might be something there or things like that, but they're like, you know what, I would really like to feel my loved ones around me or call in their presence or things like that. And I think that that can be exactly like you said, sometimes there can be this little mental block because it's sort of like, well, you know, how do I know, or how can I tell the difference or how do I know it's them or how can I feel them or how can I know that they're around? And so that's, that's something that people often want to develop or learn how to do too. How do I connect with my own loved ones or how do I feel their presence around me? And I think that just as you said, it does take time of kind of getting out of your head around it and sort of just letting them come in or calling them in and then really, Mm -hmm. really knowing that they will get there somehow, some way, or they will make their presence known somehow, some way. And it might not always be a feeling. A lot of people have signs that they connect to their own own loved ones. That's a really popular way. It's a great kind of tangible, practical, physical way and things like that. But it's it's such a, it, there's so much variance in, in, in different levels or different ways that you can go with this work. And it can even just be as simple as I just want to feel connected to the other side for my own loved ones. I don't necessarily want to talk to other people's loved ones. I just want to feel my own loved ones around me. So that's a whole totally. other dimension of this as well. Something that you helped me with in regards to that as well is that you can also create this relationship with spirit to discuss kind of what you need or what you want in that dynamic. And I think that is groundbreaking. Even this morning, I was reflecting on that. I was like, I tell people in readings all the time, like that they have such a strong support system, which they do. And then sometimes I'm like, but I have that support system too. And like, I tell people, you know, talk to your team, like spirit team or your loved ones. And, and then I was like, wait a second, I can do that too and ask for what I need. Um, so it's just funny, but yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point as well. This is something I wanted to bring up with you too, is that, and I was like, this is, I'm going to transition this into a question, but essentially that we, you know, and, and I find this so much in my work as well. And, and just as you've described it too, is that we are so often learning as we're going, like we are learning through the process of connecting with other people's loved ones or connecting with other people's energy. Like I learn new things every day. Every, every day that I give a reading and every reading that I give, I learn something new or I am kind of prompted to then exactly like you said, something that I say or something that just sort of falls out of my mouth. I'm like, huh, that's really good. You know, I'm like, I should, why am I not following that? That's, that's brilliant kind of thing, you know, yeah. but that's, that's, that's really smart. And so I'm curious to hear how maybe some like a nugget of, of information or wisdom or a teaching that you actually discovered in your own reading experience, like a reading that you were giving or a connection that you were making, whether that was to a spirit person or to somebody's energy that you were like, I know you just gave a great example in, in that of kind of like taking your own advice around connecting to your own spirit team. But I was curious to hear if, if there's like, what is one really neat thing you've learned in, in a reading process? Yeah, I think I'm just going to talk about one that has been like the most recent and the most, it feels very groundbreaking for me. And it's funny because, and you can speak on this too, but like, I feel like sometimes in our own personal lives, as we go through this human journey, there's often, you know, readings that really correlate with what we are going through personally. And like the teachings that you're giving are like, hmm, like you said, kind of like, maybe these could be like applied to myself as well. Like I should be thinking about this. Um, but yeah, recently I've, I've kind of shifted this mindset and, and this guidance came through, um, in a reading as well of like, we are uncomfortable or let me see how I want to phrase this. So I guess first with the image that I saw was, it was kind of like 
this person and they were standing in the shadows and there was very clearly like a line where if you stepped out of the shadows, you would be in bright, bright sun. And there was kind of no hiding when you stepped out of those shadows. And I was seeing this come up in multiple, this image come up in multiple readings of when people are kind of taking their own steps of like, and leaps of faith on their own of like this really powerful image of like this person, like almost having to like pick up their legs and step into the light and be like, okay, now I'm allowing myself to be seen and I'm making a courageous decision in an area of my life. And one of the things that kind of reflected back in the guidance that came through along with that image was that when we are starting to kind of be uncomfortable in the space that we're in, you know, that is, that's an uncomfortable feeling when we've outgrown um, this space that we're, that we're currently in. But it also can be very uncomfortable to step into a new space that feels like it's pushing your boundaries in that way. And so I kind of just came to this conclusion after kind of receiving those images and that guidance of like, we're going to be uncomfortable kind of in this space of, being in, in, you know, that outgrown feeling and then also uncomfortable in this like new kind of like, Oh my God, what am I getting myself into? This is, this feels like expansive, but also very scary. Um, and then kind of, it's up to us to choose which space we want to be in. And, and for some reason that mindset just really shifted my life too of, you know, to making some bolder decisions. And when I was speaking to these people and, and, and channeling this, I was always very careful to also reiterate that these decisions, even though sometimes spirit like packs up a message in a pretty bow, of like, you know, this is what you need to be doing. It's very concise. It's very um, simple and, and, and peaceful the way that it comes through. And then when we have to actually act on it, it's like, okay, that's very scary. That's a big mm-hmm. step. This is like a lot to think about. And my mind is going crazy. My ego, like my egoic mind is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop mm-hmm. doing that. Yes. Um, and so, yes, a lot of those like human things that we also have to work through to kind of take that big leap. But yeah, that was kind of a, a lot of things in one, but that's Huge. been like the most recent. Yeah. That's a big one. And exactly. Yeah. It's sort of like, that's something that you can observe or that you can see that, that you're delivering this information and you're, you know, you can kind of go, wow, you know, that's really, I could take some of that for myself or, you know, some of that, yeah. right. It's, it's, it's really like we're learning as we go. And I think that there's so much, so many different ways that we can go with what you just said. But I think one really important point is that I think and if this is somebody, you know, who's, let's say they're kind of a beginner or they've just started developing, maybe they consider themselves a bit more intermediate is that really there is no end point or mastery point on the continuum of development in that we are, as we are giving, as we're connecting to people, as we are developing more and more and more, is that we're always just learning new information or changing our perspective or switching our, you know, it's like, oh, I have new information. So now I can move forward with that in new information. But, you know, I had somebody say once, you know, um, they were like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a certified medium, so I don't have to develop anymore. And I just thought that was really funny because it's like, oh, honey, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it really is like we the, the learning process of this journey never ends. Like we are in continual, continuous learning, whether that's in our own development or as we are connecting with other people's stuff and then we learn something new from that. So I think that's such a good point in that. And 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 I also have the same where I notice themes of different themes that will keep coming up. And it's sort of like in in a week of, of like three different people having the same experience. It's like, oh here this yeah. is again. You know, okay, there must be something going on with this for the people in this kind of group of readings this week or things like that. So 
I think that's that you brought up such a good point in, in the learning process and how it really is continuous. The other thing that I wanted to point out that you're really good at and, 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 and just I'm going to toot your horn for a second is that you are really amazing in, in me getting to watch this around, around your, your, your delivery process, how you're delivering information is that you can take or the way that spirit gives you the information, you can take quite dense, complicated topics or complicated piece of information and you're able to condense them in a way that is very, very, very easily digestible and easy to understand. And it's practical. The person can then take that information and kind of go, okay, I know how to apply this. Yeah, it might be scary. I might not want to do it right away, but I know how to take it. I know how to apply it in my world. And that's a, that's a huge, huge talent of yours. You are really, really, really good at that. So um, thank you. I've always, I don't know if I've ever said that to you out loud. So, you know, what, right now is the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. I did have another thought too. And, and this is something else that's been coming up a lot that I feel called to talk about is that this really image, because I've also been, you know, working with a lot of people where, you know, spirituality or practice with spirituality on paper in quotes, like, isn't necessarily how they would describe themselves or something, one of their values. And I've really been feeling like the messages that I've been getting from spirit around this are that it doesn't really matter what it looks like from person to person and that you can really create that own um, relationship within yourself and whatever labels that you want to use and, and however you want to think about things. I know that like, I think about my spirit guides um, in colors. I don't like have names for them. I have like colors that represent them and um, really like, it's, I think it's a really cool thing to be like, this is my human experience. And as it grows, it might change. But right now, this is how I want to connect to my spirituality and or connect to the universe or connect to earth or God or my spirit's team. And I think that sometimes I rattle on about how I think sometimes we're fed this like spiritual chore chart of things we have to be and look like and, and eat and do and, and kind of calling BS on that and being like, no, I mean, perfectly as you show up, just as you are is perfectly valid. And, you know, you're, you know, a soul being and having a human experience and, and that looks different for everyone. And I think kind of the beauty of, of spirit is like that, they can meet you wherever you are. And it's not, you don't have to be any certain way or do any certain thing to have that connection. And, and that's the same thing, like what you were saying with how it's different for everyone and how they connect and, and how they kind of relay messages, if that's something they choose to do. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to say that's been another big piece recently. Huge. That's huge. And, you know, I think that it's so easy if like, let's just say somebody's entering this the, the spiritual space or the development space, it's very, very easy to get caught up in that. Like you said, I love that terminology, spiritual chore chart of like, oh, I have to go step one. I got to do this. Okay. I got to meditate every day. I have mm -hmm. to do this. I can't swear. I can't drink alcohol. I can't, yeah. you, know, you know, all these things. Yeah. And, and then that's so heavy. That's so dense. And it's so not what it's about. It's and almost that, too much. And then it's like, okay, I'm not going to do any of it. Exactly. And that's like not even the essence of what's actually important. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that's what you and I really have always connected on this level so much is that there's not one set kind of, you know, what a person in this field looks like or sounds like or acts like in that it, it's not, you know, it's not a fixed box that we have to kind of squeeze ourselves into and then yeah. operate from that space. Like, I feel that the most beautiful and important part about this work and mediumship and, and otherwise is that 
you get to bring your unique personality and your unique life experience and your unique human experience into the work. And that's what makes your specific style of reading or teaching or mentoring so beautiful and authentic. And that's what's really attractive and radiant. And so I think that that's such a great message for for as people who are listening to this and kind of like, wow, you know, I've always been interested in this or I want to do this, but I feel these kind of barriers to entry of like, I'm not able to, or it has to look like this, or I'm only getting it in this way. And so that's not the same way as you're talking about it. And so that's why I think I'm always really careful as I'm talking about my own experiences, as I just say, you know, this isn't my experience. This does not have to be what your experience looks like, because I think that there's a lot of people, unfortunately, who are kind of selling their experience as the only experience in this space. I don't know if you notice that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, this is the only yeah. way. This is the way it has to be done. You have to follow this kind of fixed methodology. And there's no room for your beautiful, unique, authentic nature in that. Right. So just I think- an exploration of what that even might look like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that what's so amazing about your story and your experience is that um you are such a great example of that and and that you know such a great example of i can still be me i can still do the things that i like to do i do this you know this is my work but it doesn't i think also the other thing too is like you know and i have to be careful about this as well is is even in kind of identity process of like okay you know i'm emily i medium or I, I i i i i am a medium right but it's also like but i'm more you know i'm more than mm-hmm. that too there's lots of other dimensions of my personality and who i am and so i think that that's what can be so sometimes limiting about the the kind of the spiritual path or the development journey is like this is what i am and this is what i'll always be, you know, or this is exactly always how it'll look like. And we kind of feel that pressure to always stick in that same kind of original identity. But I think that, you know, 10 years from now, what I'm doing might be different, what you're doing might might be different, or you might kind of have evolved in your process and your work might look different than it does now. And just knowing that that's okay. And and that can that happens. And that's, that's, that's good. That's growth. That's human growth. That's that's soul growth and everything else. So Well, even what we take from other teachers as well, too, like it's perfectly okay to leave what doesn't resonate and take what does. And I think so often we're like, we have to take their whole package in every lesson, but you'll feel that in your body. I always say to people, like, if it feels good, take it. If it doesn't, um, you're not obligated to. Um, And then I also just want to say that I think that me being able to kind of stay true to who I am and my identity and and play with that is a huge testament to like you just and, and our mentorship because um, you allowed me the space to do that and didn't, you know, if something didn't work for me the way that it might work for you or for other people, like you were so open to mm-hmm. exploring that with me. And so, yeah, yeah thank you. For yeah, that. absolutely. That's so, that's so important to me. I don't, I don't want to create, I think that, that some, some, you know, I'm being careful with my language here, but I, I think some people in, in this space, um, can, kind of want to create clones sometimes and want to create sort of this, you know, exactly take what resonates, leave the rest. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. It's my, this is my lived experience. It does not want to be what your lived experience looks like necessarily. So I think that's such a huge and empowering message. And, and it's just such, it, I mean, it all circles back to, this is such a big part of, and, and this is what I've been talking about in this foundational series is that 
if you hear someone talking about something in a certain way, whether that has to do psychic development, mediumship development, and, and you're like, oh, that's not happening for me, you know, or not happening like that, know that your experiences are still so valid. And it doesn't mean that they're not, they're not valid. It, it just means that you're experiencing it differently. And that is a testament to your, your uniqueness and your individuality and your individual identity and your individual psychic identity or mediumship identity. So absolutely. In a culture, though, of where we want kind of the quick fix and the answer given to us and, and told kind of who we are and what we need to do, what steps we need to follow to reach whatever, you know, success, I guess, means to you, that's that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow when you're like, it's actually your own journey. You've got to go out there and test it and, and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think one last thing that I wanted to ask you before we finish up is, and this is kind of a great segue into this, and we've already sort of touched on this in, in some ways, but if you were to give a message to somebody who is maybe in your position a couple of years ago, who's kind of like starting to have these funky experiences or starting to notice these things and, and, and starting to kind of figure out what they wanted to do with that, what is a message or something that you would really want somebody to know who is maybe in your position? Or you could even think of this like, what is something that I wish I could have told myself a couple of years ago at this point that you feel is really important for either yourself or somebody in a similar position to you would hear, would like to hear or need to hear? That's a great question. I think the main message would be and this is so hard to do and so easy to say is just have patience and and have grace with yourself and it takes time and and trust that spirit will give you kind of what you need when you're ready. I remember kind of always being like, give me more, give me more. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then when they gave me more, I was like, oh, <laughs> I need a minute. I need to process. And so, yeah, having patience with that, that whole process and also um, you and you preach this a lot. So I feel like I kind of stole this from you. It was like, you're worthy no matter what. And this work doesn't necessarily, you know, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but you know, yeah. your work isn't your worth and yeah. just kind of showing up as you are as a human being, you know, you're living this life, you're are, you're already worthy. Yeah. Um, and so not putting pressure on yourself to have things look a certain way. And then kind of the last little piece is that if something kind of piques your interest, no matter kind of what it is, it's okay to kind of follow that and explore that and, and learn about it. And if you leave it in like, you know, two days, that's fine too, because the process is information and every piece of information you're learning from and, and not kind of to put all of your eggs in one basket, so to speak, if something kind of piques your interest and you're like, oh, I want to learn about tarot, or I want to learn about crystals. And then after a couple of days, you're like, okay, I feel like I learned some, but I don't really need to carry it on any further. Or maybe I'll be interested in it again in a few months. Like just knowing that you don't have to put, you know, parameters around what that learning experience looks like and that all knowledge is valuable and, and everything always, even just when you're not focusing on spiritual stuff is teaching you something about your journey. Yeah. Beautiful. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's amazing. And thank you, McKenna, so much for coming on and sharing your experience and your story. And um, it's been so fun to, to chat with you here. Now, you are starting to get so busy and have so many people coming your way. And so I'm going to make that probably a little bit uh, worse at the moment. But how can people how can people find you if they want to connect with you if they really kind of clicked with your message or the way that you were speaking about things and they're interested in working with you or getting a reading with you? How can they find you? Sure. Um, I have a website. So it's just I'm gonna spell my name because it's kind of a little funky. So it's 
McKenna Sherwood.com, which M-A-K-E-N-A, and then Sherwood.com. And then it's the same on Instagram as well. Um, so those are kind of the best ways to connect with me. Um, I also just want to say that I'm sure I think that you have a million number one fans, but I'm just adding to myself on the list of Emily's <laughs> number one fans because truly she's the best. And so I obviously always am just like, oh, um, let me tell you about Emily <laughs> to everyone I talk to. And so yeah, thank you from the bottom of my heart too. I have like probably my love language is words of affirmation and I just dump words of affirmation on Emily all the time because I'm so thankful for her. But yes, yeah, thank you for having me on. This is such a fun conversation. It was so fun. And thank you, McKenna. You always, I'm, you always make me um, blush when you, when you, when you say those <laughs> things. And words of affirmation is also my number one love language. So I'm feeling very, very filled up by, uh, by your words as always. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.